0: What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 p.m. today. Can I get an amen? Got a question for you guys, and I uh, want you to tell me if there's anything I can do about this or if this is just the way that it is. Or oh, is it uh, Bruce Hornsby? They had that song, that's just the way it is. Um, so our, our highest traffic hour of the show, okay, in terms of engagement, uh, via, via the text line, like I've, I'm a nerd with this stuff, guys. Like I look at all these texts that come in. I track them, right? Like I'm just, I'm just a nerd with this stuff. Um, but consistently, the highest traffic hour of the show is the 4 o'clock hour, okay? C- pretty consistently. Like, if you look at every hour of the show, which hour produces the most text, it's the 4 o'clock hour. The second highest traffic hour is the 3 o'clock hour. The third highest traffic hour is the 5 o'clock hour. Um, And the 6 o'clock hour receives the least. Now, it's not to say we get none. And we appreciate all you guys that are there for us every single hour of the show. But it's interesting to me. You know, I, I guess it, fi- like, we, it, it makes me have the, fo- is this true? It just makes me have the following realization. That, like, we are your, like, almost getting off work entertainment. And then, 5 o'clock, you le- you're leaving work. Some of you are. And so, like, we get really good engagement in the 5 o'clock hour. But it's not what the 4 o'clock hour is, which is just massive. It's not what the 3 o'clock hour is, which is just great, And I, I like, I always want to try to find a way, you know, you guys know the show's name is Offsides. I want to try to find a way to challenge that. Okay. Like, how do we, how do we challenge that? If I was to try to flip the script, what if I was to say, man, I want the most texts on the show to be in the six o'clock hour. How do I, is there any way to do that? You know, or is it, uh, you know, just you guys are moving and shaking 6 p.m. Engagement's going to be less at that time than it is at uh, three or four. What do you guys think? 844-326-3663 is an armor to get to us on the renewal by Anderson text line. You know, and I feel badly for, uh, I feel badly for Dave Canales, the, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, because he doesn't deserve the lack of excitement that there is for his hiring. Honestly, Diesel, if Dave Canales, let's say, let's fast forward a month from now. Okay, it's the beginning of March, let's say. Dave Canales is walking around Charlotte in plain clothes. Is there a single soul who recognizes him? A single soul in his own city. Does anybody recognize him there? Anybody? Frank Reich, you can recognize. Why? Because he played in the NFL, right? He looks, he's got the size, he's been an NFL coach Multiple cities, number of years, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. But that's not Dave Canales' MO. Dave Canales played high school played college football at Azusa Pacific. Was a high school coach. Like, I guarantee you no one would recognize this cat if he was on the uh, if he was walking down the streets in Charlotte. And I know that's ultimately not what's important. You know, and I, I know that he's done a solid job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense this year, Um, you know, the Bucs overachieved this year. It's just, to me, I'm blown away that Dave Tepper has done such damage to this franchise that the best candidate for the job that wants the job is a first-year coordinator. This is not hate on Dave Canales. This is us telling you, oh, gosh, guys, like, Carolina's not going to get better than the ninth or 10th best candidate out there. They're not going to get better than that. That is just not going to happen. And they didn't. They got a guy who could become a great head coach in time, but they got a guy who has about as much experience as Shane Beamer did when he became the head coach at Carolina. And it's a it's a weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to say. You
2: know, I think you know um, the Carolina Panthers needed to hire a true sociopath, like someone who feels no empathy, feels no shame, who's going to feel nothing when Dave Tepper screams at him in his office because somebody texted and said Bryce Young's footwork is off. He's going to need to hire somebody. There's got to be some sort of medical condition. and Maybe it's sociopathy where you literally don't feel emotions. That's who they're going to need to hire to be able to stand up to a guy like Dave Tepper. He's like, I can stand up to Dave Tepper screaming at me because I don't feel anything.
0: You know, Diesel, I thought Frank Reich shared, shared, showed a lot to us about what it was like to work with Dave Tepper when he said, we have Monday meetings every Monday after the game. A lot of times when these are going well, these are not fun meetings. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm left watching and observing this, right, and, and taking this in. And I'm like, this is the guy that would have said yes to any head coaching job, no matter how bad the franchise had been or how reckless the owner is. You know, how much of a tyrant the owner is, how much of a N- Napoleonic complex the owner has, and I realize this is not what they're sharing on the air in Charlotte right now. That's okay. You know why? Because we are the show that hits you with truth. I, like everybody just wants to be have hope on days when the new head coach is hired. Like like that, that because what other choice do you have to believe that it could be different this time? I don't know, man. I think if you get to three and four failed head coaching hires in a row, the NFL should, should be able to vote you out as an owner. You know, you have shown an incompetence towards running a franchise. An incompetence. You should have a prerequisite to putting a winning product on the field. You got five years to put a winning product on the field. You're the new owner. You got five years. Okay? Okay. If you don't have a winning season in your first five years, there's going to be a new owner. You know, the Washington Commanders are not an expansion team. They don't need more than five years to put a winning product on the field. You know, there, there should be a standard that, that owners are held to here. Otherwise, the fans are dying a very, very, very slow death. You know, some of the funniest jokes that we've had on the show this year have been like making fun of the Carolina Panthers. You know, making fun of them. I remember Jim Zoki saying, gee, guys, thanks for still having me on. Thanks for having me on every week in the midst of this bleep show. Week in and week out. And guys, we're not hating the team. You know that, right? We're not hating the team. You know, like, I think the Carolina Panthers have great fans. I loved it when both teams claimed them. But now we're in a situation where you guys are telling me, no, they're the North Carolina Panthers. Stop calling them the Carolina Panthers. We don't claim them at all. That's where we're at. It is sad, super sad that we find ourselves here. What do you say we get to some audio from throughout the sports world today? Uh, let's see here. Texter says, um, Mark, how do you feel about the, or before we get to that, let's get to some of your texts. How do you feel about Raheem Morris being hired as the Falcons new coach? Uh, I feel 50 50 right now. He says, uh, the offense is what he's got to fix right away. I feel like the Falcons got the coach. I wanted the Panthers to get a culture builder feel thrilled about that. Texter says lawsuits and the potential for personal injury to fans and athletes should the end should increase NCAA fines two to three fold on field and court storming. So this Texter says you got to stiffen the penalties. You know, like if you made it a million dollars to rush the field, then fans would still rush the field because fans (laughs) don't care. It's not their money. And that now you're hurting your school. So that's how you, that's how you put that to bed. By
2: the way, you challenged me that I wouldn't have the stones to post that, and I did. I posted that clip. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, the post see. reads I... as
2: such. It reads as such, Mark. It's on a Facebook page, and it's on Twitter. It says, while the court storm costs South Carolina 100000 and it plays great on highlight shows and social media, Diesel on Radio, tagged myself, says facetiously that the win over Kentucky shouldn't count. Because technically, they never finished the game.
0: <laughs> well, Diesel, I am pulling this up right now as we speak, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Diesel is a sadist. <laughs> he likes to suffer. That's that's the only conclusion I can draw from here. Um, okay, facetiously might save you here, Diesel. The question is, the question is, all right, very very fairly. Okay, this is not about Gamecocks. This is about everybody. How many people that will see that know what the word facetiously <laughs> means? <laughs> you
3: know what I'm saying? So
0: if they read it, you're safe. If they comprehend it, you're safe. But how many people, honestly, this is not a knock on South Carolinians. This is a knock on America. How many people know what the word facetiously means? What's that old means?
2: saying? If you can't dazzle them with your intellect
0: then baffle them with your BS? There you go. There you go. I love it. Texter says, Mark, the 6 p.m. replay hurts the engagements. Why? Why? We got a first segment. We got an ending ending segment. We replay an interview sometimes. Yeah. Six, Texter says, by 6 o'clock, I'm at home and doing dinner, plus the times I am in the car after 6. Uh, okay. Interview replay. Okay. Texting and driving being a no-no is why I think the 5 o'clock hour inter- interaction isn't as much as the 4 o'clock hour. Yeah, I don't want you guys to be endangering yourself at all. I I, I don't want that. I don't want that. But when we have, guys, we've got at least one good interview every single day. And we like to be able to bring that to you, right? It is what it is. If that's the reason, I can take it. But I still haven't heard why the the 4 o'clock hour has the most interaction. And the 5 o'clock hour has the third most interaction. It goes 4 o'clock hour number one, 3 o'clock hour, number 2, 5 o'clock hour, 3rd, and 6 o'clock hour, 4th. I want to change that, and I want to change that now, right now. Uh, okay, what do you say we get to some audio from throughout the sports world? Stephen A. Smith, Diesel, we're putting this up to your BS yes. meter. Diesel, can I, can I filibuster while you pull the uh, <laughs> ding and buzzer sound? Yeah, there can is, some, there is some
2: context here, by the way, surrounding this clip. Stephen A. Smith was on the Howard Stern show. And he was asked uh, if he has any interest whatsoever in going into politics. Did you ever run
1: for office? Hell no. No. Hell no. You know why? No, no, no. You're making a lot of money. That's right. Right there. Stop right there. If if it wasn't, listen. I'm, I'm not gonna give up. <laughs> Let's, I'm on Howard Stern show, man. Let me be very, right. very candid. I'm not giving up my quality of life to earn four hundred thousand dollars a year and be stressed every exactly. day. Exactly, it ain't happening. Okay, so that, that's that, right. It, it's that simple to me. Can I confess to you, though? I, I will. I will. People gonna call me crazy. Obviously, I have my show, First Take, on ESPN every weekday morning. Right? Yes. It's a debate show. I would love to be in a presidential debate. I nothing. I think you do great. Oh my. No, no, I'd eat him alive.
0: Yeah, I, I, but you wouldn't I, do I, I, it. I, I, you I mean, wouldn't do it. President. I
1: wouldn't do it. I wouldn't run for the presidency, but I'd debate Trump any day of the week. Any day of the week. Name the time and place and I'd show up.
0: I don't know what it says about you, Diesel, when you're bragging about beating an 80-year-old in a debate. <laughs> I don't What does that say What does that say about you as a person?
2: I I think it also he he he's in a backhanded way going after you know so many of the candidates who who sort of step aside and won't debate him on certain won't debate Donald Trump on certain issues. Not that Donald Trump has shown up to any of the debates so far. Like he's not debating anyone either. I think he's just you know uh, he he, being braggadocious about something that's never going to happen that no one would ever actually call you on. I think is kind of pointless. He's right. I'm not saying that Stephen A. Smith is wrong. He is right. He would eat Donald Trump alive in a debate. Because, you know, if anybody can talk over somebody, it's Stephen A. Smith, and he'll do it. Like, he talks over everyone every single day. So he'd just talk right over Donald Trump and talk circles around him.
0: My friends, uh, let us get to Lamont Paris. That massive win over Kentucky. Look, we always say it good coaches get their teams to play as a reflection of who they are as coaches and South Carolina playing right now, very unselfishly. Here's Lamont.
3: Yeah. Talon is a, is the consummate winner. Um, he's been on a mission uh, in this last stop in his journey to, to have a lot of success. He came from Minnesota where he didn't have much success. And before that, uh, he was playing in the NCAA tournament, right? And so, I think he wanted to to make sure that success is something that this team achieves. And so he gives himself to the team. He doesn't care. And so it's but it's nice. Our our team is not built. So every team's going to have a leading score, um, but our team's not built around depending upon one person. To have to score. Certainly, Michi's our leading scorer, and we need him to have his foot on the gas pedal. Trust me. Um, but in any particular game, it's going to be Talon or Colin or BJ's had big games or Kobe's come up with a bunch of shots or Zach's had 12 points in the last game or there's a lot of guys, and, and that's kind of the way that we do it. I don't. I called a couple plays for Michi. We, the way our offense works, we don't, I don't predetermined that I'm going to call nine plays for this guy or call a bunch of plays for that guy. We get in the flow of the game, and as opportunities present themselves, guys guys take advantage of those. And guys that are playing better tend to be a little more aggressive.
0: Hell of a job. Hell of a coach. Great start, Lamont Paris. Very nicely done. Texture says, Mark, your question about the traffic times of day. Uh, a texter says, by the way, Stephen A. Smith shouldn't talk smack to 80-year-olds. Just look at what Bob Barker did to Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> right on, sir. Right on. The price is wrong, B. Uh, easy explanation, Mark. 3 p.m., folks are still working. 4 p.m., they're at work, but they're <laughs> out of stuff to do. <laughs> 5 p.m., they're driving home. 6 p.m., home. And off the radio. So what you're saying, Texter, (laughs) is that
2: you are willing to shirk your duties when you're at work to text the show, but you're not going to shirk your duties when you're at home to text the show, which means you're more afraid of your wives than you are your bosses. (laughs) At work, but out of
0: stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be the least productive hour in the history of the American workforce. At work, but out of stuff to do crack me up brother you crack me up all right uh how do we feel about the hire of dave canalis and what does it actually mean when you're a fan of someone or something what are you a fan of right when you're a fan of a team who are you rooting for what are you rooting for exactly that's next here on offsides the fan upstate
1: Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Mark, do you remember a few weeks ago when some door bolts blew out and an Air Alaska flight lost its door mid-flight? You remember that happening, right? Yeah. Do you also remember, I believe it was the CEO of Boeing, all over the news, plastered all over the news. This is bad for us. We have to figure this out. We have to make sure that the passengers feel safe on our planes. Well, my man's got some more splaining to do. A Boeing 757 lost its nose wheel right before taking off from Atlanta's Jackson, uh, Hartsfield-Jackson, Atlanta International Airport. This is the audio, Mark, of a pilot in a plane watching this plane take off. Tell the other pilot, uh, you got a problem.
3: Delta 982, this is the aircraft looking at you. you. One of your nose tires just came off. It just rolled off the runway uh, behind you. So that's Delta 982, uh, Tower, sounds like we've got a problem. Uh,
2: yeah, you got a problem when the wheel falls off. It's not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to say the least, man. <laughs> Jeez. I mean uh, when, when you glad, just had a yeah. major
2: incident like that a few weeks ago where a door falls off mid flight and then you have a you have a wheel, a nose wheel falling off during takeoff, like this is bad. This is really, really bad. A it speaks to the quality of their planes. B it speaks to the quality of the maintenance on their planes. C, it speaks to the quality of the people doing the maintenance on their planes. This is really really bad. Now, good news is everyone got off the plane safely. So, so everyone's okay. But man, this is bad bad.
0: Ridiculously bad. Diesel, what is the scariest moment you've ever had on a plane? Um, luckily, I think
2: I've I've had I don't fly a lot. I mean, I've flown maybe half a dozen times, you know. Um and and, and as such, like me flying So uh, infrequently, any kind of turbulence has my stomach going, oh, no. Oh, no. Let's get into some clean air. You know, let's get come on, pilot. Get us out of here. Get us. into. And everybody else is totally fine. Like if I look around and I can tell that the the um, the flight crew is still serving drinks, this ain't turbulence. okay? we're fine. It's just a little bump. But luckily, I haven't had a real scary moment in the air.
0: How about that? Have you? Um, D- D- Diesel? Yeah, I would say yes. One time I was flying into Atlanta from Vegas, and uh, gosh, eight years ago or so, Diesel, we just hit a pocket of the worst turbulence I ever felt in my life. Like the plane was dropping. Oh, no. You, you don't know fear until you have a plane <laughs> dropping in the air. You know, uh, my, my old man was on a plane that got hit by lightning, and you wonder why that doesn't happen more. I mean, it hits the highest point and it's metal. You know, how does that not happen every time you're in the air? Um, and, uh, you know, he said like it messed with the electrical systems of the plane for a minute and like you, you think you're dying. It's, it's no joke, man. It's, it's no joke. You know, really talking no to a
2: couple of pilot friends of mine and, and Dan B, if you're listening, maybe you can tell us about this tomorrow on the show. Uh, all my pilot friends tell me, all my pilot friends, all two of them, uh, have told me, like, look, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to bring a plane down once it's already in the air. But that doesn't comfort me in that moment when the plane is is obviously dropping, you know, potentially hundreds of feet mid-flight. That is scary as hell. <laughs> I think the thing that's scariest to me about the idea of of going down in a plane is, like, you feel like you have a pretty good shot of surviving a car crash. Like there, there's
0: basically no shot of surviving a plane crash. At all. What do you say we wrap up the whole show by summarizing it in a minute 30. Dave Canales, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. No surprise. They didn't get a big name. If you were a big name, would Carolina be your first choice? Great area. Awful owner. Uh, we wish Dave Canales the best. Would not have been my choice. Raheem Morris would have been my guy. Jim Harbaugh is going to have the Los Angeles Chargers in the Super Bowl within three years. They became relevant for the first time in forever, all right? Uh, and they've stopped becoming the place where players go to die. Uh, I can't wait to see what Harbaugh does there. Michigan should not hire Sharon Moore, in my my professional opinion. That is the easy thing to do. Keep the recruits together. Keep the staff together. But you're not Jim Harbaugh. Go find the next star. Okay? It's too much about keeping success together and trying to cling and hold on to success than it is anywhere else. And I've never seen a Clemson schedule that features three opening games, none of which are gimmies. You know, Clemson better be ready for Appalachian State or they're going to have to deal with a crowing diesel For the next decade or more, we'll see you tomorrow right here on Offsides. The most interactive sports show ever. We are the fan upstate.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?